right, with Giacomo Segers, The Great No Man's Land, six-minute fantasy film from Belgium, played at the Sci-Fi Fantasy Film Festival. Really, this film was about a uh, someone who's trying to return home to reunite with his family. Of course, you use this kind of, uh, this genre in this kind of setting to uh, this animation kind of world to cr- tell that story. Fantastic, fantastic film. Uh, Giacomo, this was done at the Lucas School of the Arts, right? Yes, it was. It took me about three years to make, um, um, and it was part of my master's project. So tell me about uh, that, that, that school. So it's, it's, it's a four-year program? Um, it's a... So technically, it's uh, indeed a four-year program, uh, three years bachelor's and one year's master. Uh, but through circumstances involving both uh, COVID-19, um, conf- uh, scheduling conflicts involving uh, my school internship at the time and a host of other different things, I had to basically uh, do my master's in three. In three years instead of one? Yeah. Yeah. That that was that good or bad? Is that a good or bad situation? Uh, it definitely it definitely helped. Uh, definitely helped the project itself. Um, it wasn't really meant uh to be like that, but yeah. um, I also was very bad at planning uh, during that time. So I I'm at least uh, my uh my teachers, uh, however, did believe in the project itself. Um, and they were very supportive of my choices at that time. So what? What? Uh, obviously, I want to also point out this is this is kind of a war movie too. No man's mm-hmm. land, need man's land. Like we we understand this kind of like as an audience that this is the kind of like area where where war is not happening. I guess there's two sides on different sides. So mm-hmm. what propelled you to make a film about like a war animation kind of fantasy film? Um. So. Uh, basically, um, I had been. I I like to um, uh, develop like fantasy settings and uh, and world build, and um, um, I was originally working on like an like the classic medieval fantasy involving orcs, goblins, uh, trolls, elves, all these different things, and then afterwards, uh, I decided to go a little bit a little bit more contemporary. So going a little bit more modern in the spin. And then from one thing came another, and then it eventually uh, turned into another interest of mine, which was the First World World War. Um, as, a, as someone from Belgium, it's very close to home. Uh, like that we, you, uh, I've uh, visited Ypres um, a few weeks ago uh, just to look at the muse- uh, museums and uh, and the old uh, death trench that's still visit uh, able to, which is still uh, able to be visited, mm-hmm. um, and um, so basically I decided to create something that was uh, basically a mix between the the aesthetics and uh, the philosophies. Uh, and the uh, the symbolism of World War One, and mix that with uh, what you can have in fantasy, which creates a little bit of a more modern and a little bit more of an interesting spin on the genre, I find at least. Gotcha. Um, and so you did you did the animation? It's like this is two D animation, correct? Yes, it is. Um, it all of it. Uh, mo- well, most of it was done. The animation itself was done in a program called TV Paint. 
um, Okay. which is a pro program that we used in school. Um, I also did a lot of the backgrounds, a lot of the concept art, uh, a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the, the and the layouting I did uh, on Procreate on my tablet, which allowed me to also um, work on it um, while I was traveling on train uh, by train. Um, or while I was away from school uh, during certain periods of time. Um, and afterwards, after everything was animated, everything was colored in, everything was uh, made, I um, um, I finished most of it uh, in um, After Effects and Premiere, Adobe Premiere, um, to create like the parallax effect that you can see in a lot of the shots. So the, like the multi-plane um effect that you can get uh even though it's like a 2d uh image Gotcha. So when when did you start first start, start creating your character, your main character? It's got obviously it's a unique oh and it's like a, it's a unique creature, I guess, right? So where did yeah you did you have this 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 kind of uh creature in your brain or um did you dabble it? Did you kind of draw it for a long time? so a few things like um beginning with the um the concept art uh, beginning with the concept art um i had the philosophy of trying to mix in both the fantastical with the more militaristic side uh, of both uh genres and um i think one of the first drawings i did was basically uh, kind of what uh my main character is a uh, little bit more hunched a little bit more grotesque uh, bigger horns uh the the thing um a way more elaborate design um and then um that was my first concept and i thought like i need to make more um i also created uh one that was basically a lot more of a human character um that was kind of a mix between like a knight and a, and a world war 1 soldier mm -hmm. Um, and eventually, um, because of the, uh, I came back upon the original concept of it, um, of of my like little troll creature, <laughs> um, because um, when I started to write the scripts and started to uh, draw storyboards of it, um, it looked a lot more uh, sympathetic. Um, to have something that is not really tied necessarily to a soldier and instead going a little bit more of the the almost pilgrim-like vibe that you can get with someone in robes and with a staff and uh, and also the fact that I went back to something a little bit more uh, like monstrous allowed it to be way more, more tied to the fantasy side of it. So uh, I hope that you don't mind. Like, I'm going to give away the ending a little bit. I'm just going to say it's not a, it's not a happy ending. And uh, No, definitely. very shocked by, <laughs> by that. I was, cause I, you know, I've seen, I see like a thousand, you know, I see lots of split away. I see a lot of animation short films and uh, let's just say 999 of them are, are kind of a happy ending. And I think yours is the only one it isn't. So you're in select company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was very much an intentional idea to have it end very melancholic, very melancholic and sad. Um, it was because uh, one of the main things that I wanted to do with uh, this film was to showcase the setting itself. 
And the fact that it's a very bleak setting meant that, um, and I did some research, um, I did a paper on why and how a setting needs to be portrayed in a short film, in a short amount of time. And that means to have uh, the story, its characters, and um, um, the... Um, its goals and uh, and to be tied highly towards it. So uh, a world that is kind of on its death throes, as you could say, yeah. um, needed something that was very terminal. Um, and also kind of, uh, it, it has to be very, uh, it has to be dangerous and the stakes need, uh, need to be high. And it also showcase, and um, yeah, it, show, uh, it also showcases um why um the the dangers itself of the setting because um the concept of it was that basically staying in this region alone uh surrounded by uh potential adversaries and enemies yeah. changes you yourself and eventually chloro the character itself uh, uh transforms itself and that means that he cannot go back uh, the ba uh, he's too far gone. He's uh, is is damaged beyond beyond belief. He's um he cannot return to the the place that he was from. And especially he he tries, and yet uh he doesn't get to make that choice. So is that what they used to do back in? The, they used to put these people like on on crosses or like a pitchfork or. And just like let them hang in the air, like when they're dead. Uh, it was kind of a more of a not real religious, uh, not real religious thing, because I didn't want it to necessarily be tied to something uh, religious. It, it felt biblical, it like by watching. It, it felt it did, it did, it did, and um, it it has elements of it. I didn't necessarily want it to be like fully based upon Catholicism or anything, because yeah. I myself am not religious and. Um, and it's like Belgium itself is not really religious. Um, no, but that, but that I just had to jumped do... on the ridiculousness of it all. That's basically mm -hmm. what I got. Yeah. Um, I did kind of base it upon a certain aspects of it because like the concept of crucifixion itself outside of like the Catholic imagery of itself is kind of capital punishment in the olden times. Yeah. And... Uh, um, even though Christianity is heavily tied toward uh, to it because of its symbolism and thanks, and the way that uh, Jesus Christ uh, eventually met his end, met his end, <laughs> um, it felt very uh, applicable to have it be like that. Uh, of course, in this case, the um, um, the the pole that eventually both Chloro and a lot of other different characters. Um, are like displayed is more of a warning necessarily than actually a form of capital punishment. Yeah, uh, it's basically like their way of um treating um their enemies, having like treating uh uh the potential dangers of their like home is to display them, like kind of like how um you would put uh like a severed head uh to ward off pirates uh in back during like the uh the golden age of piracy like something like that yeah 
Yeah, it's it's very effective. Let's just put it that way. You're not mm -hmm. in the way you did the the photo and like you're, mm -hmm. you know, there's not a dry eye in the house when you're watching the film, right? Like, and I think that was your, you you wanted us there to was... feel something, right? Yeah, definitely. And I'm very glad uh, that the reaction of it, like I've had a lot of people say like it was very, it felt very emotional. And uh, the um, the audience uh, review that I was given also was, uh, also a lot of people were like, it was very emotional me, I almost cried. Uh, and definitely that, that, that felt, it felt very good to see that people actually got those emotions out of it because it was definitely the intent to do that so you you're saying you're working on this on this film for uh you're animating it for three years mm -hmm. and it's like it's not a happy film right so it's like did mm -hmm. it get to you did it get to you a little bit like spending day uh, after day um i i see this a lot of so on social media and a lot of like the spheres uh, involving like writers and animators like um there is a certain sense of uh, sadistic glee to have your characters kind of go through the worst of it. And it's not because of like an inherent cruelty. It's because like, um, I think a lot of people who are into writing and into filmmaking and stuff like that, they want to see um, definitely a, a good story. And some of the best stories come in the form of drama and tragedy. Um, and it's also a lot more interesting to do that. It's, it it definitely, if I'm thinking about it, it's a very sad. It's a very sad story. Uh, but especially if you're working on it for so long, eventually you kind of grow numb out of it. <laughs> and uh, I hope I don't sound like a psychopath because I. No, I get. No, I think people understand what you're talking about, right? So mm. it's like yeah, you're. You're you're you you're removed a little bit, but at the same time, it's like this these this is your character, and you're yeah. you you want the greatest journey of them all. And this person, even though the mm -hmm. journey is not successful, there's a thematic yeah. point to your film. It's like it's it's talking yes. about definitely like the like how crazy even the way they they killed even the way they 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 put his body right. They just didn't put it in the grave. Mm -hmm. Like this is no. it's almost sadistic. You you use the word sadistic. It's almost sadistic how they did that, right? Like the, the mm -hmm. they kind of use them as trophies in a sense. It's yeah, it's more like a uh, it, as I said, it's more like a warning to basically say like, do not come to this place for with ill intent because yeah. we will act accordingly. Um, because if he was if he came back not transformed, they would have uh, welcomed him with open arms. That's also why at the end his family still visit him. And basically go like that because they still see a sense of we need to pay our respects for our for our fallen like father figure and our fallen husband. Yeah, and it's also fair to say that uh, that Belgium played a huge. They played a very big important. They were you were they were very influential in World War Two, and. Uh, um. Uh, mostly of in World War One. I, I, Sorry, did I say uh, World like, War Two? I meant World War Right. Yeah, meant, uh, you know what I meant. Sorry, World War, yeah, yeah, World War One, and they basically were on the winning side of of it. They were basically. Um, so the history of uh, uh, the like the quick history of it, like um, originally Belgium in the beginning of it, of the conflict uh, remained neutral. Yeah. Germany decided that uh, in order to uh, score a quick victory, they had to move through Belgium. 
because of neutrality that wasn't allowed, so they declared war on Belgium, which also caused Britain to join the war. Um, and uh, we got pushed back almost to the like the little like a tiny slip of Western Flanders, like uh, Ypres and the it's called the Iser Front for a reason. Like it was basically as a large ditch effort, ditch effort to uh, maintain a little sliver of our country. Yeah, we flooded the Iser River, and um, it slowed down the German advance in Belgium itself. Even so, though, like, I was just going to say, like, what I learned, what I, as, well, I guess, what North American Canadians learned in history class mm -hmm. is that, is that they basically the, the Belgium army was like the tenth of the side, so it was like David versus Goliath kind of analogy, yeah. and basically and, they basically held them off, German off for like almost a month. Yeah. And then that in that time, it gave the French and the British forces to prepare and basically go after the British. So if it wasn't for the Belgium army holding them off, then then maybe they mm -hmm. would have won the war. Who knows, right? So yeah, that that is definitely possible. Definitely possibility, and it did indeed. Uh, especially like any form of resistance in any way would have bought time to uh, to dig in, as they would say. And then we also um, have to note that including your character in your film. When you're mm -hmm. when we say hold off the German army, that means a lot of people died, right? So the order mm -hmm. for that to happen. So yeah, definitely, and especially uh, occupied Belgium in during that time was not a very nice place to live because um, like World War Two was definitely worse. And I've lived um, near. Um, I originally am from uh, a little town near uh, uh, a German. Um, like a prisoner's camp from the Second World War. It was originally uh, like a Belgian fort that they turned into a, a punishment, uh, like a punishment camp, and it was kind of one of the darkest days of that of that region. Uh, but um, well, what what was I saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah um, basically during the First World War, a citizenry either um, a lot of children were uh, shipped off to working factories for the German army. Yeah. Um, and there was also the um, the fear for German troops that, uh, like resistance fighters, uh, they would call them like free shooters, uh, would um, hide and basically shoot at troops. So a lot of like um, execu like executions, uh, capital punishment happened in the Belgian region mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, like no Belgian had any idea or uh, had the idea in their mind to uh, potentially start uh, any form of resistance in the occupied territories. And so there is the, the we the Canadians, we made a film called, pa a lot of Canadians were a part of Passchendaele, mm -hmm. which is, yeah. uh, which is in Belgium, right? Uh, Definitely. That yeah. big, that big massive war. And basically the Americans mm -hmm. and the Canadians came in and helped out. Uh, this is important. Like, it's so funny because it's like, we were just talking about this the other day. It's like we 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 need to this history needs to be told, right? So I'm mm -hmm. glad that the belt they have you have museums there and uh we can't forget what happened. That's basically what I'm saying. Definitely. Definitely. And it's definitely always like it's one of the main uh parts of my film is to basically tell like an anti war story. Yeah. Uh just to showcase like the the um the desolation of it all because uh especially like it was a very bit uh, like uh, a very unfortunate coincidence that my film 
uh, I was working on it while, uh, when uh, the invasion of Ukraine happened. Yeah. Um, and um, it definitely, it definitely, uh, while I was working on it during that time, uh, I had the live streams of uh, like uh, Kiev happening in the background. Yeah. Uh, it was a very, it was very unfortunate, very unfortunate. But if I look at, for example, how um, the front uh, in Ukraine looks, it uh, is, you can also call it trench warfare again. Like there's trenches dug, there's sandbags placed. Uh, it's the difference is of course like it's a lot of it's uh, the demand of weaponry is much more advanced and um, uh, the logistics is way more uh, uh, way more fa is faster and way more efficient uh, and of course like um, the stakes are. Uh, are very much different and the people are very much different but still um like <laughs> uh, if you look like uh if you look at images and like uh like photogra photography that was done from the air like it basically looks like passchendaele or verdun yeah so Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Like, so you're making the film while this is happening. Are you, are you emotionally, uh, without getting too, but are you emotionally like invested in in that in that conflict? Um, it definitely uh, was at the time. I um, at least I followed a few artists who were from Ukraine. Yeah. Um, I'm currently uh, doing an internship uh, at a certain animation company, and one of the other interns uh, was from is from Ukraine herself. Yeah. Um, um, and it was def and also um, kind of the uh, bringing back some fears of uh, a more global conflict was definitely um, discussed when it first happened because Belgium, Brussels is uh, the capital of the European Union, of NATO, of all these different things, and uh, like if. For example, the 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 concept of nuclear war would ever occur, like uh, Brussels itself would be like one of the major targets of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Of course, of course, I'm definitely, I definitely think that um, uh, that fear is um, not that necessary, but it's definitely something to think of. No, hundred percent. This this film reminds me. Like, I I understand why you have the ending. It's almost like you would sell, you know, you know, they, you would sell out the film if you kind of gave him a happy ending, right? Like, there's a mm -hmm. there's a thematic point to what you're trying to make, and you're yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. The, that's yeah, what makes indeed. it so it's... tragic when you're even though it's an mm -hmm. enemy, you know what I mean? Like, we're so invested into your character, and you mm -hmm. don't make them human as well. Like, you make them a different. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of little interesting touches you make in the film. Mm -hmm. It's really thought Definitely. out, really well thought out. I'm I'm glad to see that it's also like uh, visible to the to an audience to see. Like yeah. especially if you um, if you start to make um, animation and any form of fiction, um, trying to make sure that the subtext and 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 the the, the main text itself is uh, clear to an audience. Is very can be sometimes very difficult, and I'm glad to see that I succeeded in 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 a lot of ways. Oh, well, you in sure did.
I just want to be before I forget. I want to ask you about the the sound design. It looks like you had some. Were those the, the people who helped you? It's a great sound design, by the way. Very very detailed, very nuanced. Mm-hmm. Were the people who helped you with that? Were they part of your program as well? Um, yes. So um, I did the main uh, audio um, like montage. Uh, and then afterwards, um, we went. Um, a few of the teachers uh, uh, were also our uh, audio uh, engineers. Uh, one of them is a foley artist. The other one um, is like also a mixer. Um, and uh, at the end uh, of um, our our course, uh, we had a, an, like a session where we would do all of the foley. And then where we would do the final mix. Um, so most of it was done by uh, by me. Um, and then the final, uh, well, the Foley itself was done by uh, someone else while I was supervising. Uh, and the mixing was done by someone else. Because it was originally, uh, we do have a 5.1 mix. So I have a version that could work in surround sound. Yeah. Um, and that was like very important to have that. Um, so far, though, um, a lot of the places where I've uh, displayed it, uh, either there was a problem with the 5.1 or they didn't have a surround sound um, like uh, setup. So uh, I definitely have it and I'm definitely going to use it if it's ever necessary. But so far, it hasn't really <laughs> been showcased in that form. Gotcha. Um, well, I appreciate. It. I hope you like we you alluded to before about the our North American audience. They loved your film. Mm-hmm. They thought it was fantastic. So, if I may ask, like, because um, I'm I wasn't very knowledgeable about um, the festival itself. Um, how how can I uh, ask how big, for example, the audience was at the time? If you have any idea. Uh, usually like 30, 40 people usually come come and oh, then we nice. we make sure that uh that basically that there's like there, there there's not a, like a repeated comment right so what we give you is mm-hmm. that someone says the same thing we're not going to give you the same video twice mm-hmm. right so that's uh no that's that's nice to know but um yeah mm-hmm. and yeah just like like i said so what so you're you said you're working as an internship right now and then yes, you're uh... go ahead uh yeah yeah I'm working at an internship um currently in the hopes of um uh working at that company um of course uh, I think uh, the way that animator animating uh, like an animation job works is that you go like semi freelance in a sense yeah uh, like you work in in on contract but not necessarily as a full time employee um. But um, they have some projects currently uh, being made, um, and they did say like uh, we kind of want to make sure that the people who worked on this project will also work on the follow-up project. So I'm currently doing like the final stages of, uh, of I'm working on the final stages of something at that company, uh, and hopefully if if I if I do well. If I do well, uh, I might be hired uh, to work on the next one. Gotcha. Well, I, I think you will do well because you're very talented, and they know that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and like I said, this film could be a, this could this film could be a feature film, right? I'm sure you know that. So, 
it's got yeah it's the it's definitely something that crossed my mind i definitely wanted to be a short uh like uh i did think like this uh the short film was the best format for this specific story and this specific like uh thing because of the idea that uh showcasing a setting takes a um or uh no wait um one of the things i did with my thesis itself was uh, that basically short film was a better uh, way to showcase a setting because of the shorter um time of uh, because of the shorter amount of time you had and that meant that you needed to showcase as much as possible in a shorter time as possible uh, but it also meant that you didn't uh, that you couldn't um like um bore uh, if i could say like bore your audience with it because if it was a longer film and you did only the set uh, the, uh, the world building and the showcasing the setting people would um um like um uh, uh i'm looking for a word like they wouldn't uh, it would be less impactful for them gotcha yeah mm -hmm. i understand well, why don't you keep up the good work and why don't we talk again? You you said in the blog that you're not an ambitious person. I think you're to spend three years on something and uh, that's that sounds pretty ambitious to me in completing um, it. So I think maybe you perhaps are. Um, perhaps. I I do want to say ambitious lessons in I, I want to not sound overly narcissistic about my work yeah. um, and um I want to definitely be humble, uh, as humble as possible, without uh, sounding disgrace, uh, like disgraceful or uh, un unthankful about certain things. Wait a minute! Um, wait a minute! Wait I, a minute! You're I, a filmmaker. That's your job. You're supposed to be narcissistic. <laughs> You're supposed to be egotistical. It's part of the DNA. Uh, yeah, that's true. And that might be uh, that might be a problem later in life. Then, if I want to. For if I want to end up like, for example, as a creative di director yeah. on something, you'll grow into like those I horrible do... traits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem. I definitely need to keep like a like a book and with like a certain amount of rules. Like if you do that, take a step back for a bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'd love to talk to you. I'd like love to talk to you uh, soon if you make your next another film. And uh, like I said, this film's fantastic. It's uh it's an easy no brainer acceptance at any festival and. And mm -hmm. just uh, making it, having it a, a, be a student film with this really amazing animation that you did and just a really like very professional sound design as well. Um, mm -hmm. Kudos to you. So I wish you the ultimate best ways of success with the film. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, I, I, I will, I, I think I have uh, stuff that I'm looking forward to and um there's definitely other stuff that I want to make, uh, and um, it might it might be another film. It might be something else. Uh, I never you never know what gonna going to happen. Uh, I would love, for example, if like uh, a video like uh, people start seeing my setting and might make it, make a game out of it or something else. It's all, it mm -hmm. has happened with some stuff. Um, or I also kind of want to uh, make as much artwork as possible to eventually like do an art book yeah um filled with so like information about go. everything there's avenues to there's go definitely to ways that. to go and yeah. i also have definitely made a context in the industry currently so 100 nice. all right man enjoy your internship uh don't hope they don't work you too hard and hope you get a job soon 
Yeah, thank thank you very much. Um uh we will maybe see each other soon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for uh the nomination and 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 uh and the sele and the entire selection itself and uh, uh definitely definitely won't be the last you might hear of me. Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hasenbemp, Incorporated.